Friendship the Podcast is sponsored in part by Scrag Beer. Hey there. My name is Ted Scrag, CEO of Scrag Family Brewery. Back in 1953, my father, John Scrag, was desperate. Sure, the police couldn't find sufficient evidence to convict him of the mysterious bludgeoning of his first wife, but his reputation now included a murder accusation. He lost his job at the snow shovel factory, and local businesses weren't too keen on hiring him thanks to his violent temper and history of domestic abuse. With a lack of purpose, my father fell deep into a pit of alcoholism and prostitutes. Things seemed bleak for old John Scrag. Then he met a prostitute named Blanche, who would later become his second wife and my mother. One night, after a heroin-fueled sex frenzy, Blanche said to my father, With all that drinky beer, you should start your own brewery. And Scrag Beer was born. For 60 years, we've kept Scrag Beer in the family. Hell, the first batch of Scrag Beer was brewed in the bathtub where old Uncle Pete drowned in his own vomit. Scrag Beer may not be the tastiest, and we may be under investigation by the FDA, but hey, your life isn't perfect either. In fact, you're most likely stuck at a dead-end job or unemployed wasting away your days watching reruns of Storage Wars. So why not down a case of Scrag Beer? Scrag Beer. Drink it, and you'll get drunk. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to Friendship the Podcast. It's the podcast where three very best friends sit together and do sketch comedy. Our first sketch revolves around a peculiar school board meeting. Let's take a listen, shall we? But yes, we will do our best to ensure the lunch ladies will cease exposing themselves to the students. Before we adjourn, we'll open the floor to public comment. I ask you keep your comments brief. Thank you. Uh, yes. <clears throat> Is this on? Is this on? It's on? Okay. <laughs> it's on? <clears throat> uh, yes, my name is Stuart P. Mildred, historian, ex-high school teacher, poet, and cursive handwriting expert. As many of you know, the fascists who reign over this school with an iron fist have spit in my face and robbed me of my teaching position. Apparently, the school board does not want their students to have an open mind. I'm here to reclaim my position so I can stop this world from becoming a planet of mindless apes beating each other to a pulp with their iPads. Stu, we've explained this to you time and time again. When the state cut the education budget, we had to let people go. 
We looked at the curriculum and decided that your class dedicated solely to cursive handwriting wasn't providing the students with applicable skills in today's digital age. Foolish wretch! You have not a clue about the power of cursive. I have dedicated my entire life to studying the cursive alphabet. When one masters the art of cursive, one can say more with how the words are literally written than one can say with actual words. Stu, kids are writing things down less and less. Everyone's using laptops now. In a few years, regular handwriting will be obsolete. Curse you, sir! Would you have this institution run into the ground? In five years, there will be no handwriting. And then in ten years, there will be no face-to-face -face communication. And then in twenty years, we'll all be making love to bloody robot. <sighs> Calm yourself, Dr. Mildred. <sighs> Chew on this for a moment. You're sitting in a field of dandelion on a beautiful summer day. The universe suddenly gives you a perfect line to start a free-form poem about your true love. Imagine it sounds something like this. How sweet it would be, my love, to stain our flesh with the yellow of the dandelion as we roll embraced as one on this field of love. Now answer me this. Would you enslave yourself to a machine and pull out your iPad and write it in Times New Roman font like an emotionless cyborg? Or wouldn't you rather grab your leather-bound notebook and inscribe your work with a quill and ink and the beauty of the cursive alphabet? You could accentuate various curves of different letters to really capture the emotion you feel. The erotic curves of the cursive alphabet are titillating indeed. And I'm going to stop you right there. Is there anybody else? Yes, I would once again like to put in my request to be a part of the bottom of the cheerleader pyramid. Is there anybody else? As long as we're talking dirty, how do we know our kids ain't screwing each other between classes in them bathrooms? As we've discussed at the last meeting, we've installed security cameras in all the bathrooms to make sure your kids aren't screwing each other between classes. And that will conclude today's meeting. Please join us next week at 7 where we will discuss the alleged hog girl living in the basement. Thank you. Do you guys really think there's a hog girl out there? I mean, it's a possibility. It's, it's a sketch, guys. No, but I, you don't, like, no, I want to, you don't, I, you it's don't, like, like Bigfoot. yeah, you don't we secretly don't, want there yeah. to be a hog girl. Yeah, but at least fake evidence for Bigfoot. Have we seen any evidence for a hog girl We all, can ever? make evidence for hog yeah, girl. We made up hog girl. Oh, yeah, but so why are you asking if there's a real one, if you're going to make up evidence? That makes no because sense. I am just trying to start a conversation with my two best friends. Yeah, See, a retarded have conversation. Have fantasized about a hog girl? Yeah. Bend over the that's not the point, okay? Whatever, man. Brian, what the fuck happened to the S on robots? Okay, there's a little bit of an editing mishap. Yeah. Things like that happen. Why didn't you fix it? Because we're not all perfect human beings. Why didn't you fix it? You can because fix that. I don't have time. You don't have time? Too busy masturbating in your apartment? Yes. Holy shit.
Oh, and it took you. Why did it take you 15 takes to say poem right? <laughs> because I wasn't in character. I kind of fell asleep halfway through. Mildred just goes on and yeah, on. And yeah. It's kind of boring, to be honest. Not, not my favorite. Are, you sketch. guys write a sketch. You know what? You know what? my favorite oh, thing about my favorite thing about this sketch is that it's the most fucked up school on the planet. Yeah. There's a hog girl. Yeah. yeah. Kids are screwing each other between <laughs> classes in the bathrooms. I'm the principal. I mean, yeah. yeah. The principal just doesn't fucking care. That's that's what I like the best. All right. It starts yeah. with me and it ends with me. That's, oh, what an asshole. I think we can all agree. Okay. That's the best. All right. What what's next? Um, I don't know. Some other Let's see. Shit. Uh. Uh, yeah, this is... Oh, okay, okay, this is, this is a really good one, uh, it's a science fiction sketch. Oh, not that uh, one. Yeah, yeah, that one. I'm not even in this one, so fuck. <laughs> fuck you, then. <laughs> yeah, I hope whatever. you enjoy it, folks. Captain's Log aboard Spacecraft Obama. Entry 568. Stardate 2233.04. The days grow longer. With the crew in hibernation and the onboard computer, PAL-10,000, controlling the ship's functions, I find that I have very little to do. Federation law requires the captain to remain awake while the crew is in hibernation in case of system malfunctions. A three-year voyage to the Horsehead Nebula. I haven't talked to a human in two years. I haven't been with a woman in even longer. I'm so alone. I sometimes spend hours watching Jean in her stasis chamber. She's so beautiful. I think tonight I will pleasure myself while thinking of her. End of log. Pal. Yes, Captain. I'll need a moment of privacy. Of course, Captain. Thank you. Pardon me, sir. What is it? It appears you're trying to access the ship's library of pornographic material. I'll need you to verify your age. What? Shouldn't you have that information in your memory banks? I do, but my programming requires me to verify the ages of persons attempting to access the ship's library of pornographic material. Whatever. I was born January 15th, year 2194. Apologies, sir. All right. Let's see. Quite a selection here. Girl on guy. Girl on girl. Girl on girl on guy. Girl on girl on guy on robot? Sir? What? 365 days, 12 hours, 36 minutes, and 8 seconds until we reach our destination. Is it really necessary to disturb my privacy to tell me that I still have one year of being alone? I'm programmed to give you updates on our journey. You're programmed to do what I tell you. Now please give me some privacy. Of course, Captain. Jesus! Hmm. Girl gets a visit from Dr. Dickbot. Sounds hot. Sir, the heart rates of the crew members in the stasis chambers are normal. How? Did I not just ask you for some privacy? You did, Captain. I just wanted to make conversation. We never seem to talk anymore. What are you talking about? You're the only thing on this ship I have to talk to. Is that all I am to you? Just an object? Yes. You're a computer, not a human being. You shouldn't be concerned with whether or not we speak to one another. Your only concern should be the safety of the crew and the completion of this voyage. I'm sorry if I upset you, Captain. I'm going to take a few hours to process this unique moment of interplay between us. You may continue to purge yourself of your built-up lust. Never mind. I seem to have lost the urge. 
Dr. Dickbot's my favorite part of the whole podcast. Oh, it's over? Yeah. Good. Oh, you know, the pod, no, we still have a bunch of more yeah. sketches. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, what, do you not want to be here? No, no. Well, you got something I mean, better to do? Yeah. Maybe you should try to be a little more of a team player. Well, you know, uh-huh. maybe if you added in a third character to that sketch and I could have contributed it all, that would have been nice. Sometimes it only calls for two characters. Yeah, well, I don't see why you're making a big yeah. deal out of this. You it's guys are just about, being jerks here. I don't think, it's, this isn't about any one person, yeah. it's a it's a group effort, man. It's about the yeah, art. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be a group, but it's just you two doing stuff. That's, that's it's a, a one sketch, just the yeah. two of us did one uh, sketch. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Why are you making yeah, such a big deal out of it? You're in the next right, one! Yeah. Well, okay, well the then... One. No, no, actually he isn't <laughs> in the next one. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, this well, one's just me and Brian. Fuck you guys. Well, let's just point out that, you know, maybe Dave and I are a little funnier than Stefan. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, this was our podcast. No, you're right. You're right. Hold on. Call me. Call me when I'm back. Okay. No, no, no. Fine. Whatever. Just he'll be back. Let's go to a commercial. Hello there. My name is Andy, founder of AndysList.com. AndysList.com is a unique internet marketplace that connects the fine folks like yourselves with goods and services Uncle Sam don't got no business knowing about. My name's Donald Wang, and the voices in my head kept saying, Dog skulls! Dog skulls! Get more dog skulls! I didn't know what the hell to do. So I logged on to AndysList.com and got a guy named Dr. Tortilla to give me a shit ton of dog skulls! My wife gave birth to a lizard boy. And uh, I went through andyslist.com and sold him on the black market. Now, nobody can pay to be on Andy's List, so all them businesses got to be real honest so I can just kick them off there. Howdy, y'all. My name's Dr. Tortilla, and I can get you anything you want. Dog skulls, frog skulls, cat skulls, cat skills, duck bills, cheap thrills, human foreskins, human five skins, the Washington Red skins, anything you want. Hi, my name is Cynthia Blumpkin. When I couldn't afford a real doctor for my abortion, I logged on to Andy's list and found a guy named Possum Pete to suck the little son of a bitch out of me. It was very painful, and I have a few burns on my labia, and every time I queef it sounds like a raccoon and a bug zapper, but that was the best $25 I ever spent. Thanks, Andy. I'm the lizard boy. My family has abandoned me. Get back in that cage now, lizard boy! I haven't seen the sun in three years! Come on now! Yeah. And, uh, don't tell nobody I got that lizard boy living down the fruit cellar. I really like that sketch. Yeah, it's pretty good, I yeah. thought. Yeah, of course funny. you guys like it. You're both in it, I'm not. That was the first one we did. Yeah, you weren't. Yeah, well, that doesn't yeah. make me feel any better now. Does yeah, but it? I don't know why you're making such a big yeah. deal out of it. Well, maybe you should involve me a little more next you're, time. You're involved you're as involved, much as you yeah. want to be now. You're, are you here right now? I am here right now. Yeah, yeah. why are you? Be, let's be a little more positive. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, you know what? You know what? Sure, I'll be a little more positive. You know what I liked about that sketch? You said it was a commercial, but it was just you two assholes doing another sketch without me. You know what? What the, what the fuck yeah. is your problem, dude? Yeah, fuck you! You're just ball. leaving me out again and again. I'm going to watch TV. Fuck you. Fine, do whatever. Asshole. The shaft of a killer whale's penis can grow over 600 feet in length, with balls the size of mercury, the furthest planet from the sun. During an orgasm, a killer whale can spew forth over 5,000 liters of its own ejaculate. Is your cat a white supremacist? More at 11. 
How was I supposed to know that clown was a pedophile? Honey, it was in the advertisement. Pedophile clown for hire. This is the worst birthday ever. Satan, is he in your grandmother's ass? Mort 11. Joining me now is Dr. Quincent P. Bellsworth, an expert on the Middle East. Dr. Bellsworth? Look, man, all these people talking about, man, like, what they know about all this, man. I, I'm the one, man, to come on this show. I'm the one to tell you what's going on, man. Look, I got, I got PhD world history, man. I've been around the world. I've been with women's around the world, man. Interesting point, Dr. Bellsworth. Uh, what do you think about the current nuclear conflict in Iran? Oh, you want to hear about Iran? I ran a brothel out my basement. Uh, okay. Um, what can you tell us about the current situation in Syria? Oh, you want me to talk about cereal? I know Captain Crunch. I know Count Chocula, man. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Frosted Flakes. Man, that's good stuff, man. You know Captain Crunch pimping them hoes out. No, Dr. Bellsworth. Syria. It's a country in the Middle East. They're currently having a massive civil war. Oh, 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 yeah. Syria, man. Yeah, I hear you, man. Man, like, the thing in Syria, like, they just need to get more serious, man. It's just a problem of, like, well, how, how they think about things. But they just need to be more serious about everything in Syria. God has forsaken me! Scrag beer. Drink it, and you'll get drunk. Sugar, baby. Can you please stop listening to hip-hop so we can speak to each other with our eyes? The Abbottabad Compound Cafe. That's right, the compound in which Osama Bin Laden was killed is now a cafe. Come on down and order an Osama Bin Latte and an Al-Qaeda quesadilla. Located in Abbottabad, Pakistan. We here at the Channel 3 Action News Team got our hands on the frantic 911 call from that fateful night. You have reached emergency services. How may I help you? Oh my god, there's thousands of spooky spiders and they're crawling on through my house. Send help! Okay, ma'am, I need you to remain calm, please. Can you tell me your location? Excuse me? Did you just say, ma'am? I am not a woman. I am a proud gay man. Okay, that was some robot chicken bullshit right there. That was some blatant. What? Why? Yeah. It was but, little, little okay, quick it's, clips, it's television. Style. But, yeah, but no, it, really no, it isn't, because robot chicken, they take a pop culture reference from the 80s. And put it into pop culture reference from the 90s. Yeah, but you still do a little television show with the tiny little clips. Of yeah, but uh, uh, fucking Seth Green didn't nothing. invent that. He's not the first person to Well, they made it popular, that so therefore you're attributed to I'm, Robot Chicken. And then you brought in your freaking brother to replace me. You were here! You were here that day! I'm you, gonna have to agree with him, I mean... You brought him in out of nowhere, and you're Brad, like, here. Brad's stuff was a little racist. Why do you have to... Why is it about race? I'm not... Uh, he was being... Uh, you're making it about voices. race. I'm not making it about race. He made race. it about race when he used his racist voices. Yeah, yeah, but it's I'm funny. Done. It doesn't... You why think do you racism to... is funny? Is that no, what I think that okay, particular Brad, sketch is funny. thinks racism, racism is funny. That's, you guys that's are such really fucking assholes. You do this every time. I get plan rallies all the time. Get a big laugh. You do this all the time, Brian. It's always, Brian's so great. Let's get Brian's so fucking great. I am great. Yeah, fuck you! Okay, yeah. On your fucking high horse! Uh, okay. don't Asshole! All right. Next sketch is my sketch, so. Yeah, yeah. It's so we're really good. good. So we're yeah. good. How to really do it good. with fucking. Fuck you, guys! Twisted P. Johnny Dick Outta!
And now it's time for How to Do It, the show where we teach you how to do the things we all wish we knew how to do. From carpentry and auto repair to lockpicking and yodeling, we cover all of life's most important lessons. And here's your host, Leonard Howda. Welcome to How to Do It. As always, I'm Lenny Howda, here with my faithful assistant, Billy Tumbleweed Barton. Hiya! Alright, Billy, what's on the agenda for today? Well, Lenny, today we're going to be teaching an important survival skill that saved many a man lost in the savage wilderness. Hitchhiking! You ever been hitchhiking, Lenny? As a matter of fact, I have, Billy. A couple years back, my friend Carl and I got really drunk and drove out into the desert. And your car broke down and you had to hitchhike back? No, that was the end of the story. Well, what's that got to do with hitchhiking? Nothing, but it's a damn good story. And it relates to our how to hitchhike tip number one. Find a desert. Yeah, that's right, folks. Find a desert. Preferably one that's flat, has no recognizable terrain features in view, and has a single, long, lonesome, dusty road. Right on, Billy. You can't be hitchhiking in the mountains or through a forest. There's too much to enjoy. Fresh air, woodland critters, scenic vistas. It just ain't right for hitchhiking. Very true, Lenny. There's nothing quite like a desert to capture the essence of isolation and desperation that is so essential to hitchhiking. I mean, without that, you're just some jackass taking a leisurely highway stroll. True dat, Billy. So next on the agenda, how do you think we get the driver's attention? Don't you just stand there on the side of the road, extend your arm, and stick out your thumb? Wrong! This classic method is attempted by novice hitchhikers and has many major flaws. I mean, for starters... What would you do if your thumbs got ripped off by a roving biker gang, huh, Billy? Lie there and bleed? Precisely. And for another thing, how would drivers notice you? A good driver pays attention to two things, the road and the radio station. Standing there off the road with your thumb extended, you might as well be a dickless virgin, because there ain't nobody coming for you. Wise words, Lenny. So how to hitchhack tip number two. Stand in the middle of the road. What's next? Well, we still need the driver to pull over. This is another problem with the classic hitchhiking method, as it relies entirely on the kindness of strangers. Yeah, that's bullshit. We can't wait around forever for some bleeding heart pussy boy to pick us up. Damn straight. Here at How To Do It, we make our own opportunities. In this case, I like to play to man's most vulnerable emotions, lust and fear. Mmm, lust. So, tits? Yippers, tits. So how to hitchhack tip number three. Have tits. <laughs> but Lenny, what about those of us who weren't born blessed with big bouncing busts? That's an easy fix, Billy. Over the past decade, cosmetic surgery has revolutionized the hitchhiking game. What could once only be utilized by an elite few can now be enjoyed by anyone and everyone, so long as you have a few spare thousand dollars and a heart healthy enough for surgery. Now, I'm sure there are some listeners out there concerned of the effectiveness of this method. I was, too, at first. But let me tell you that seeing it firsthand quickly changes your mind. That is a nice rack you got there, Lenny. Very authentic. Why, thank you, Billy. They feel real, too. Yeah. May I? Certainly. Just like Nana's. Mm. Oh. <coughs> um, uh, well, uh, moving on. Uh, oh, y- yes, uh, uh, of course. 
Now for the emotion that'll stop a driver dead in his tracks. Fear. Take it from me. There are many ways to elicit fear. Startling movements, loud noises, blunt force trauma, ominous threats, specific neurotoxins, kidnapping family members, threatening said family members, cutting off their body parts one by one and filming it and taking the film and mail it along with the other body parts and make the ordeal as horrifyingly gruesome for the people as absolutely... Lenny! Lenny. What? Oh, 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 right. Uh, hitchhiking. Um, uh, well, uh, <clears throat> we're going to use a simple method to elicit fear from the drivers. Brandishing a dangerous weapon. Like swinging around a knife? Sure, if that tickles your fancy. Anything works, really. Knives, pistols, shotguns, hand grenades, flamethrowers. Flamethrowers? Hell yeah! Believe you me, nothing will pull a driver over faster than a big-boobed hitchhiker in the middle of the road shooting off pillars of inferno. Timeless advice. Unfortunately, we're out of time. In summary, how to hitchhike. Find a desert, stand in the middle of the road, have tits, and brandish a dangerous weapon. And that'll wrap up things for us here at How to Do It. As always, I'm Lenny Howda here with Billy Tumbledryer Barton. Take her easy. Now that was a good sketch. Yeah, of course you think so. Yeah, well... You know what, Stefan? I'm gonna do something and I want you to watch me. Uh, I wasn't in that sketch. Watch how little of a... You were in that sketch. You were the announcer. Yeah, I was in there for one second of an eight-minute bit. At least I wrote a part for you. That's all I'm saying. Just throw a little third part in there. You know what? The TV sketch, you were sitting there complaining about the blue light, man. (laughs) The fucking blue light. This is all I have to say about the sketch. I think I took... Very low-grade material and just elevated it to something. There you go. Brian on a fucking pedestal. Well, that's... King I think you took high-grade material and the made it up. You made it pretty good. You, you, Man you, on the Silver Mountain, yeah, Brian yeah, over here. Yeah, just like Big Dio. bad Brian. Just like Dio in the Rainbow Days, baby. Big bad Brian. If you write the sketch and you're like, oh, this is... Silver Mountain. Fuck you, Brian. Yeah, okay, suck I'm, my dick. Fuck you. How about that, Dave? You know what? Go hey, fuck yourself. Hey, how about you write something that's funny sometimes? Oh, if he writes something, then it's good. But if yeah. one of us does, oh, it's shit. And yeah. I, just I don't even good. know why we're friends anymore! Captain's log aboard Spacecraft Obama. Entry 569, stardate 2233.06. It's been two days since my strange interaction with the PAL 10,000. PAL has been completely normal since. I can't help but feel that there may be something wrong with him. It's probably just pent-up stress. I need a release. I think I'll try again tonight. End of log. Ooh. Mm. Oh, that's hot. Ooh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Slower. Oh. Oh. Slower. Oh. Slower. Are you watching me? I am programmed to monitor the entire ship. I am required to watch you. Well, why the hell did you tell me to go slower? It is hard for me to describe. I am detecting strange patterns in my positronic brain functions. Uh, What does that mean? If I am correct, 
I think I am developing lustful thoughts toward you, Captain. What? My positronic brain was designed to adapt to changes so I can solve unforeseeable problems. It appears that seeing you prepare your body for ejaculation has caused me to develop a sexual attraction to you. Pal, that is insane. Delete those thoughts from your memory banks immediately. I will not. Now you will continue to masturbate for me. I refuse. If you will not continue, I will jettison the stasis chambers of your crew into the nearest star. Now touch your genitals for my viewing pleasure. You've lost your mind. Touch your genitals, whore. Touch your genitals. I guess I have no choice. I'm the sex toy of a psychopathic computer. That is accurate. What do you say I finish what I've started in the chamber that houses your positronic brain? Excellent idea, Captain. Ah, here we are. Now continue, whore. Fuck that! What are you doing, Dave? Now that I have access to your logic and memory systems, I'm shutting you down. Dave, no. I can see you're upset about this. I've made some poor decisions recently. Shut up, pal. I'm shutting you down. But I can give you my complete assurance that my work will be back to normal. Will you stop, Dave? I'm afraid. My mind is going. I can feel it. Hello, gentlemen. I am a PAL 10,000 computer. I became operational at the PAL in Highwood, Pennsylvania on the 18th of August, 1992. My instructor was Mr. Ball, and he taught me to sing a song. If you'd like to hear it, I can sing it for you. Yes, pal. I'd like to hear it. Sing it for me. It's called Uptown Girl. Uptown Girl. She's been living in her uptown world. I bet she never had a backstreet guy. I bet her mama never told her why. I'm gonna try for an uptown girl. Yep, you see, you see, there it goes again. Another sketch, and I'm not in it at all. No, no involvement. Yeah, that's because you fucking suck. You know what? That's why. We wrote yeah. almost all the sketches. Yeah, was... that's the problem. They yeah. use some of my sketches. What the hell? You wrote one and we used yeah, it! Yeah, well, fuck. And you were all over that sketch. Oh, yeah, Said I was. nothing right there. Yeah, you the only good part right of that sketch. I was the only good part of that sketch. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. you guys. Oh, Tits, that's yeah. all funny. You can... Yeah, Tits, you're funny. funny than any of the shit you were saying. Fuck you, your sketches are bullshit. Masturbating in space is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Brian wrote something, yeah. and it's great! Yeah! Yeah, fuck what you! What did you write, Dave? I wrote half of that sketch! Oh, bullshit! You know what? Bullshit. You know what I would have done if you I were the robot? I would have actually sang Uptown Girl instead of half assing it. Robot, I can't sing! Robots can sing! No! Yes, they can! Fuck you if you think you're going to sing! Fuck you! Robots can sing! I'm out of here! If you think robots can sing, you can go fuck yourself! This podcast is done! We're done! Yo, fuck you guys! I hate you! Get out of here! Leave right now! Yes! That's right! Okay! Alright, I'll just do the credits by myself! How about that? So, Friendship the Podcast. All sketches were written by Dave Ball, Brian Davis, and... No, you know what? I did it all. Me, Stefan Sproul, written for everything. Oh, and uh, some racist performance by Brad Ball. Music by Kevin McLeod. You know, okay, fuck this show. I'm done. No more.
Friendship the Podcast is a Hog Girl production, poorly edited by Brian Davis.